Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode nine of the NHL podcast. I am Rahil, alongside my co-host, Safir. And Safir, I'm going to let you do this intro for our special guest because I know you're super pumped about this one. Yeah, we've got the absolute beauty, the legend of NHL esports. We've got Arda with us. Oh my goodness, what a pleasure. Arda, of course, the studio host on NHL on ESPN. Thank you so much for joining us. What an honor. Boys, really happy for the invite. Safir, good to see you again. Uh, we've crossed paths a few times before, definitely at some high-profile tournaments. Raheel, nice to meet you as well. And uh, actually, this is episode 9. Maybe I should have waited for episode 10 or 50 or 100. Like, I should have been a milestone <laughs> guest, guys. Okay? Now now I'm going to be angry Turkish guy. I'm going to change my, uh, <laughs> my Twitter handle, Raheel. I'm going to copy I'm going to change my handle now. Oh man! Well, you know what? Super pumped to be here. <laughs> episode, <laughs> episode nine. I mean, Gordy Howe. Yeah, Gordy Howe were number nine, right? Yeah, fair enough. It, I it mean, come pretty, on, that's still yeah, pretty okay. awesome. That's you know what? I awesome. think we can plan ahead moving forward. So I think we can already book him in for episode 20, 30, 40, Yeah, let's 50. do it. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, with we we got to keep definitely up. episode one hundred. Yeah, yes. I, I want some sort of presence on episode one hundred. Already booked. Already so booked. we're like, what is that? Eighty nine episodes ahead. I am there. <laughs> yes, okay. love to see it. for that. Yeah, episode one hundred is going to be a good one. We already have a great. It's gonna be guest a banger locker. already. It's going to be a banger. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. But listen, Arda. Like, I think there's nowhere else better to start off than talking about NHL esports. Like, you've been involved a ton with it since its inception, 2018. And we we're just curious. Can you reflect a little bit on your experience and what? what NHL GWC, but also what NHL esports in general means to you, like the initial involvement of how it all started, like what you kind of reminisce about when you look back at, you know, the short history we've had so far, just your overall thoughts on that. Absolutely. So, I mean, NHL esports, or I should say the GWC came at the perfect time for me in my career. So mm -hmm. at that time, I was still doing some part-time work with ESPN. I didn't sign full-time until 2019. But I was just wrapping up things at MSG Networks. I was sort of contributing to Devils broadcasts, Rangers broadcasts. We finished a show called the MSG Hockey Show, which was sort of like a post-post game show. Mm -hmm. um, and that show went away. So I was kind of just looking for things to do. And honestly, when I had heard the initial press release for, for GWC, I got hyped just like everybody else because I had done some esports up until that point in fact the very first gig that i took at espn in 2016 was covering the league of legends world championship like it was an esports event so it was like wow. i had just fallen in love with competitive gaming and different titles and uh, had been doing some work through espn there but obviously i grew up loving hockey hockey was my first love grew, born and raised in canada uh you know scarborough then then uh mississauga oakville area so like i'm you know, hockey's in my blood, just like all of us, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. um, when I heard that, I was like, I need to get involved with this somehow. So honestly, all I did was I found the right contact at the NHL and I sent them an email and said, hey, I've done adjacent work. I called the NHL 94 World Championships. I don't know how much that is of value to you. 
but I have a lot of hockey in my background and I love video games. And I think that I could be a contribute or I could contribute positively to this tournament. And so then I had a conversation with the powers that be, and it turned into me being selected to do the play by play, which was amazing. And uh, I still remember the first event that we went to was in Stockholm. Uh, and me and Nasher and I had not met each other up until that point. I knew of him. I, I knew his content. And I remember the night before, like we were, I think, not that we were apprehensive with each other, but we just didn't know each other, right? So I said, you know what? Bring your laptop, come to my room. Why don't we just call a couple of games? Like, let's just find games online. Yeah. Just so that we can build a cadence. And, you know, like he had told me, I haven't really done broadcasting before. I told him, I don't know the nuts and bolts of this game to your level. And my job in this role is to make sure to activate you so that you can talk about the nuances of this game. What are the experts doing? What are the players doing? That kind of thing. And you knew the scene better than me. I mean, I studied extensively for it, but I didn't know the scene as well as Nasher did because he was in it, right? And so after calling a couple games, we kind of looked at each other and said, all right, we're going to be fine. Like, it was just great. We had, we had, we had instant chemistry. We were great. Uh, Nash is a beauty, as you know. He's awesome. And so we, we clicked, and it worked out really, really well. And, I mean, we did it for several years. And uh, I will honestly tell you, it is one of my favorite gigs that I've ever had in my entire career. And I've been doing this, what, 20-plus years in broadcasting. And GWC... Uh, NHL esports events in general uh, is among my favorite memories uh, of anything that I've ever done, whether it's sports, weather, talk show, anything. Uh, GWC is certainly up there because it, you know, traveled me around. I, I, I hadn't been to Sweden before, which was a lot of fun. I got to meet a lot of fantastic people. I thought that the competition was was always a lot of fun to watch. Like I got into the characters, you know, Safi <laughs> yourself included. Like like the people are 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 great in the scene, especially at that level when they're competing. Yeah. And so I just got wrapped up into it. So yeah, I, I have a lot of fond memories. And and to your earlier question about like just the growth of it, I mean that ex that essentially you could see it in like three year in in three one year chunks, right? Year one was okay, let's experiment with this. Let's put on a world tournament. Um, the teams are not necessarily involved yet, but with this is like our big introduction into the NHL esports scene officially for the NHL. Then year two was almost like, okay, we're going to suggest that every team put on some sort of esports event. And you saw a bunch of teams. Like I remember doing several. I did the Leafs, the Minnesota Wild, the Detroit Red Wings, uh, many others that I participated in where they did their own in-house competitions and that was great some did them at the rink at the jumbotron so others did it um in a suite like the leafs did it as, as part of a game some uh, adopted it others didn't some did i think the habs did it at a bar like yeah. they just invited yeah. everyone they were like here come on in and play yeah. like there were a lot of creative ways that people were presenting it and i thought that was really cool and then the following year it almost felt like okay we're going to integrate the teams now and we're going to make it a more team format which is i think where we all thought this was going to go at mm -hmm. the end anyway and logically it should there should be a champion for every team and then they all play each other and then one champion is is crowned and uh i'm i'm happy to see where the scene you see as well yeah that's a honestly, very long answer sorry you know what though the long <laughs> answers are the best answers man that is um i love that this all started because of an email like I like like hearing that for me, like, yeah. I'm just like that's that's absolutely insane to think of. Like I don't I don't know about you, Safir, but I'm just like, man, I wouldn't have the guts to email anyone to do that. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, I also have to say that uh, 
you know, uh, speaking with people like Carlin and Grizz and Nosley, they, they always talk about how, you know, Arda, you essentially carried GWC the first couple of years supporting everybody. And like you absolutely excelled in play by play. Personally, as a player, hearing the charisma and the energy in your voice always, I feel like honestly elevates players to another level as well. So uh, it's always been uh, awesome having you as part of uh, those events uh, for sure. And you talk a little bit about the, the team's aspect, right? And, and their involvement. And I'm always curious about how we're continuing to bridge traditional sports with esports, right? So you mentioned the Leafs working and hosting events for for the players playing Chelsea. So uh, what is sort of the significance of that? And uh, from your perspective, what is uh, how does that sort of contribute to to the inclusion of hockey for everybody? I think that it's very important. I think that uh, gaming is an, a very easy entry point, particularly to younger generations. I think that uh, it, it's also very easy to do. Like not in the grand scheme of things is what I mean. Like it, it, it does take a lot of work. I'm not taking anything away from the organization of it and everything, but like to organize a video game tournament or to have a video game showcase at a game to me is a no brainer that that's what I'm saying in terms of easy, like the decision to do it in my opinion is easy and then lay the groundwork. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if every team is at least considering or hiring uh, the Islanders are a great example. So there's uh, Jordan, the guy who uh, heads gaming at the Islanders. Great guy, super ambitious, uh, has a dream job, by the way. Like He <laughs> grew up on Long Island. He's an Islanders fan, and now he gets to uh, head up gaming, which is fantastic. And we all heard the announcement that, you know, the collaboration with FaZe Clan, I'm sure we'll touch up on that in a bit. But, like, imagine him for every team, right? Like, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if either there's somebody in the front office that would occupy that kind of position and add it to their plate, or if there's someone like Jordan that would be hired and of course he started with the Washington Capitals and the Leonsis family and them buying in as well so there are a lot of people around the league that see this as valuable and see this as a content opportunity a marketing opportunity at the end of the day you know people who are in high levels executives they're thinking okay how can this uh, help with ticket sales or how can this help with uh, community um, outreach involvement uh, how will this be what will the response be among our fans and and in my opinion it's, it would be favorable uh, through many people and, and especially younger generations. So I think it's extremely important. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw more and more of it as the years progress. And uh, like I said, it's a no brainer. I think, I think every team should be at least if they haven't already started considering it, they certainly will, whether it's a tournament, whether it's just activations, whether it's themed evenings, mm -hmm. I, I, I think it's, 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 it's logical. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And then what I'm really getting from you as well is that this sort of collective goal or vision of NHL esports and NHL is just to, you know, provides access to everybody and it helps grow the you games. Know, yeah. You know what impressed me a lot, too, was the, the first final that we did in Vegas. <laughs> uh, Gary Bettman was there and he stayed for a long time. Like he he yeah. watched a lot of it. I know. I believe he came with his grandson. Uh, I know that his grandson is is a fan of the game, and I think that he uh, you know brought his grandson. His grandson had a great time. But like he like just for him, just the opportunity for him to see uh, you know the the competition and the players playing and what it means to them and 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 what NHL esports is all about. I think it is a big positive. And, and, you know, from the top down, and I think that there is interest. I think that there is buy in. I think that. You know, the NHL is certainly going to continue on with it, as we've seen. And, uh, yeah, no, I think that uh, it, it's it's all positive momentum. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. I uh, I remember uh, Cam, a.k.a. No Sleeps 12. The one thing he always mentions is that moment when he was like, all right, he got told in his ear at this for GWC, all right, 
Gary Batmeets coming on. He's like, oh, who? What? 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 Like, now? That, like, exactly. Like, even that, like, he, the fact that, like, I looked over and I'm like, oh, yeah, Gary Batman. And then I'm like, he's on the stream. Like, Saphir, he's on the stream. What's going there on? There he is. Dude, like, do you remember that one time he was standing right behind us? I turned around and it was Gary Batman. I was so scared. I was like, oh, my God, it's Gary Batman. We were, we so were literally, awesome like, like, almost fangirling. Like, we're we- just like. Do we do we do do we, do we go say, no no we can't say hi he doesn't know who we are can can I just say that uh, the names you mentioned so Grizz Carlin and Cam the NHL asked me like they said is are you even able to do GWC this year and un- unfortunately I just couldn't with the schedule the way that it was with yeah. um, what I'm doing at ESPN and yeah. believe me like I tried to make it work but ultimately I just couldn't like I had to focus on what was going on with ESPN but mm-hmm. um, they asked me like who would you suggest. And I'll be I'll be very honest with you. Those were the three names I suggested. The exact three names I said. Cam deserves to be the number one play-by-play guy. He's been busting his butt. He's been, you know, he's like essentially the face of the scene uh, at a grassroots level. Like he mm-hmm. absolutely deserves this, yeah. uh, and he knows the game inside and out. And he's been making this like a full-time career. So he absolutely deserves this. Yeah. Grizz is like the guy you want as the up-and-coming guy. Like he's he's grinding very same he knows the game to that degree as well and you know he's been out there putting his time in definitely give him a look and mm-hmm. carlin's fantastic like, she's just one of the best people to work with and she has the hockey connection of course being the king's reporter she's also in the game which you know is amazing so like it just it was just so natural but we've had a lot of great you know uh casters like myself and nash we were great uh, working with Nash was fantastic. Um, we had, you know, Faisal Kamisa uh, from uh, oh, Toronto on Sportsnet. Oh, like, he was a great host for us uh, as well. And he's a hardworking guy. He's crushing it on Sportsnet. He's just a fantastic dude. Um, and then Pete Blackburn, who um, uh, works with Bally right now. And he... Yeah. I, he's just like such his his humor is just perfect for for uh, NHL esports or NHL in general. Like w- the scene, it's a credit to the scene having him involved. You know, so uh, but yeah, no, we've had a lot of uh, awesome uh, people touch NHL esports uh, as a broadcaster. So it's been great. Yeah. No, absolutely. I definitely want to echo echo your words. Uh, no sleeves. I remember his initial days. You know, him streaming uh, on Twitch. Uh, just the, the first few days, he was hosting. Uh, he basically had a hub for a bunch of small tournaments, right? Um, and it was just awesome that he did that at the time. It was so innovative because nobody else was doing it, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how I view No Sleeves as this guy who's very innovative. He knows what's needed in the NHL space, and it's just awesome, like the dedication and the work that he puts into it. Um, Grisco as well. The amount of times that he spends into studying the players and, and yeah. the style of game gameplay it's uh blows my mind honestly um and carlin is just just an amazing person she threw herself into this sort of unknown world when it comes to like virtual chill and absolutely crushed it and she worked yeah. so hard for it too and uh just amazing uh people and uh great talents for sure i will say this now that i've talked them up on this podcast all of them owe me a steak dinner <laughs> <laughs> i think so that's fair i, I think that's fair. you're hearing this okay. yeah i will be cashing in when i come to your town expect me to be knocking on your door unannounced and i expect there to be a nice ribeye in front of me within a couple of hours of saying hello so are, are we gonna have to owe you steak dinners like down the road or is no 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 there's just them okay, just them okay good we're safe, I was gonna we're say, no we, we got episode 100 we got episode 100 <laughs> i just moved into an apartment a month ago okay like i need to like, no, like balance we're, good. we're good we're good <laughs> oh man um 
Yeah. So, and and uh, really interesting. You mentioned the uh, the partnership uh, earlier between Base Clan and the New York Islanders and esports. Snyder, uh, you touched on it a little bit, but what are your overall thoughts about that? Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, credit to Jordan. Like I said, he's a super ambitious guy. Uh, he heads up esports with the Islanders. I know that this was something that he was working on for a while. And listen, FaZe Clan is a juggernaut, right? Like it's a content creation machine. Uh, also, their initial house, I believe, was on Long Island. So that's yeah. going to be part of the activation as they get to go visit the old house. And I don't know if they know who lives there now. So they might just be knocking on the door as a surprise, which is even more hilarious. Like, hey, like I left my initials behind the wall in this closet. Like, let me go see them again. Did you know this? Like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I think that's super cool. And yeah, like I, I think nights like this are a no brainer. Like you have Star Wars night, you have 90s yeah. night, you have video game night is no like it, it, it's a slam dunk. Like it's just, it's yeah. something that should absolutely be part of the rotation for any team. And uh, for, I love the fact that Regs and Eki are going to be there. Uh, I, it, I always like, that's always like the big question mark, right? Is mm -hmm. unless you can get them all together. And of course the pandemic was very difficult mm -hmm. for that, right? Like there were a couple of years that Nasher and I did commentary watching a screen at home and mm -hmm. You know, that there was such a different vibe than actually being there. But yeah. the biggest thing that Chell fans missed was the fact that the European champion was not able to face the North yeah. American champion, right? Yeah. Like, th that to me is so important because you can't crown a world champion otherwise. And, you know, you have obviously issues with lag and, you know, being across an entire ocean. Like, obviously, there's going to be issues there. So just the fact that you can bring these two together and, you know, like in terms of previous success and the way they're playing today, like those are the two guys you want to see play each other. If you're going to crown an unofficial official world champion, right? Like their resumes speak for themselves. They continue to collect GWC championships. They collect uh, regional or uh, club championships. So let's see it. I mean, I, the more matchups we can get with them playing and, you know, essentially the best playing the best, the better. It's just better for the scene in general. So this is a win. This is a home run. Uh, a win-win for everyone involved. And I think that I, <clears throat> what I love the most, like I, I'm a big fan of details. I love the fact that the Fisherman logo was altered to have the phase logo. That was it's sick. beautiful. Like I that think that sick. could be, that has a potential to be one of the highest selling uh, merch items uh, for the whole year for the Islanders. If, if done yeah. right, you know, like it's just such a clever idea. And again, credit to the team. Cause it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, th I think we need some merch, Safir. I, I think oh, we need to get oh yeah, that. Definitely. I was just about to mention yeah. that. It better yeah. be available online, too. <laughs> I was going to ask you, Arda, if you're going to be attending, but I'm actually going to throw a curveball and ask you on the spot. Regs or Eki? <laughs> oh, you man. brought it up. That's you brought it up. You brought yeah, it yeah, up. yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, yeah, I haven't. So I'll be honest. I haven't uh, talked to either of them since the release of the new game, so I'm not mm. too sure how, how comfortable they are with the new game. Uh, I will assume if they are both at their optimal game, I feel like if X takes advantage of Regs early and rattles him, Eki will have the advantage. But if Regs gets going, he's like Juggernaut from Marvel Comics. Like he's just, you know, Safra, you've played him oh, yeah. a bunch of times. He's just, it, 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 whenever he just gets going, it feels impossible to stop. Like when he gets set up in the offensive zone and he's just cycling at Good will, <laughs> it feels like there's five Connor McDavid's on the ice and he's just like, you know, making these passes and like he'll skate back up and then now he's going to decide to come through the main street and score. Like you're just like, you throw up your hands and you're just like, 
I, I don't know how to stop this. Like I'm, I might be the best defensive player in the world and Rex is just going to, you know, go through his own legs and, you know, Datsuk flip or whatever he wants to do, you know, like he's just that good. So uh, that's going to be a close one. But if Rex gets going, I would say Reg's on that one. But if Eki can get to him early, then it's Eki's game. So it really matters what the score is and yeah. what their demeanor is at the end of the first period, I would say. Yeah, I think you gave Safir flashbacks there. I think he's a little... Yeah, sorry, Seth. I was just going to say, Arden. He's just like, oh! (laughs) Yeah, the most recent GWC, I actually got eliminated by Regs in two games. He swept me. He beat me up pretty good. Um, exactly the way you you described his gameplay. But uh, you know what? But that's why I'm personally so excited to see these two juggernauts go head-to-head. That, too, uh, in person. I mean... I think it's yeah the first time in years that we've had a Euro cha- champion go up against an NA champ. So, so exciting. Uh, to Imagine see the bragging rights. I hope they have oh, a title. Yeah. I hope All Jordan has something, oh, maybe a trophy title. or a title or something to present to them. Like imagine yeah. the bragging rights. Put that in your streaming setup. If Eki wins, he brings it back to Europe with him in Finland, and he has it right behind his setup. And he's just like inviting Regs to every stream, and he's like, "Hey, bud, come and join me on my stream. Hey, have a look at this. Remember when I beat you?" Like, oh my gosh, imagine the possibilities. Oh, oh they've I'm... already gone at each other on Twitter. It's it's. Quite <laughs> I cannot wait. I cannot wait. But um, I'm going to switch gears a little bit here, Arda. Okay. I want to ask you something a little different. So, I mean, the three of us all, I think it's safe to say, we didn't grow up in backgrounds that were 100% hockey. Like, you know, we obviously all live in Canada. We picked it up eventually. But, like, I think it's safe to say that most of our parents, you know, didn't really play hockey back in the day. Um, I'm going to go under that assumption. But so I want to ask you, you know, as being part of a culture that isn't entrenched in hockey, so to speak, what was your experience along the path and kind of, you know, how you got into ESPN? You kind of mentioned that a little bit, but just more so like, you know, the obstacles you faced along the way, like just that experience in general. Cause I think that's a very unique, it's not often like you see, you mentioned Faisal, you see Faisal, but there's not like, we've seen it more, but I remember when I was a kid, I, I didn't see that many, like, you know, people. Who what are, what are our people. backgrounds just for context? So I'm yeah. Turkish Muslim. What is, what are your backgrounds? Afghan Muslim. And I'm Pakistani and uh, Christian. Pakistani, Christian. Safir, what were you? Afghan Muslim. Afghan Muslim. So we have, yeah. like, like this is a great diverse, like, mm-hmm. example of, and Canada's fantastic for that, right? Like, yeah. it's yeah. just a very multicultural country. And, and, I mean, listen, America is too. Like, you can find all nationalities. Um, and Canada just feels like, like, especially you walk around Toronto, and it's like, I feel like every corner of the world has a pocket in Toronto. You know, you walk around and you'll find it. So all three of you will relate to this then. Like my father, my parents immigrated from Turkey in the 70s. My father essentially started, knew nothing about hockey, didn't even know it was a sport. He came to Canada and he essentially started watching the Maple Leafs as a way to socialize with Canadians. Like he thought that was the way to integrate into Canada was just start watching hockey in particular because he immigrated to Toronto. He started Mm -hmm. watching the Maple Leafs and he, be, he fell in love with the team. He watched every game. I remember I, you know, some of my fondest memories would be going to Maple Leaf Gardens once a year or once every two years, watching games with my dad and, you know, watching games at home and, you know, just caring about the team and developing my love for hockey. And then I played hockey growing up. Uh, but, you know, even broadcasting, like my anybody who has immigrant parents can relate to this. Um, you know, broadcasting was never an option. Like I, I didn't have any friends or family in the industry. Yep. Everything that I did yep. was starting from the ground up. Uh, from scratch completely and my parents were not necessarily supportive of this kind of in, of this kind of job 
they were like, oh, you don't want to be a doctor? Go ahead and be a lawyer or an engineer, right? Like, that's why I have a degree in math. I've, I went to the University of Waterloo, and I have a degree in math and business. And the reason is because I don't think a broadcasting or journalism degree would have, would have flown in my house, honestly. Like, I didn't even yeah. broach the mm -hmm. subject, right? Because yeah, I was yeah. too scared to. I didn't want to offend my parents in a way. So I was looking at, you know, mathematics, which they thought they saw as prestigious, you know? So I did that. But then nights and weekends, I'd go to the local radio station or I'd go to the uh, school newspaper because I wasn't out drinking with my friends or anything like that, right? So I'd do that. And then when I graduated, I had a desk job for a few years. I worked as a project manager uh, for a couple companies for, say, five years. And then nights and weekends, I'd go to the local Rogers TV back when they were a thing uh, in Peel region in particular. And I just which is the one in Mississauga. And I just basically, hey, I go in and say, hey, can I volunteer? And they're like, yeah, do you know how to, do you have a driver's license? Yeah, I do. Okay, why don't you go drive at five in the morning to this like five kilometer charity run and set up a tent. And here's a wheel that people will spin for like, here's a free pen and here's a free lanyard and whatever. So I did that. And then, but then in exchange of that, I had access to get into the building so I could go talk to the floor director and the hosts and the graphic designers and the camera people. And I just hit the ground. It was school of hard knocks. That's all it was. I just went there and I just learned everything I could. And what I realized was I actually wanted to work in the industry. So my first hockey gig was there. Uh, it was in the OHL. I did games for the Brampton Battalion back when they were in Brampton. Uh, I did that for several seasons. And that was like everything I did. Play-by-play -play fill in uh, for the late Doug Anderson, who was their voice for a very long time. Uh, color commentary, uh, in-between uh, periods, interviews, interviews with coaches, reporter, everything. You name it. It was just because it was so like, it, it, you know, whatever you filled in wherever you need were needed. So mm -hmm. I did that for a few years. I did it for the Mississauga team, too. It was the St. Michael's Majors at the time. Did that for a few years. And then the Toronto Marlies uh, for the Rogers TV Toronto. And then uh, I, I got a job with WWE, of all places. So I moved to the States. Did that for a couple of years. Then I got back into hockey because I missed sports. And then uh, finally ESPN in 2019. And, and really how the hockey thing came up for me at ESPN was right place, right time, uh, being in the building. I heard the rumors just like everyone else. And just like the GWC, honestly, I just sent some emails and said, hey, I just wanted you to know that I exist. Uh, here's my background. I have several years of hockey. I sent them my stuff. And luckily, they found it impressive enough to give me a chance. So this is year two. Uh, you know, I'm up to, I don't know how many games, maybe 60 or 70 games I've hosted for the NHL and ESPN now. And it's including a Leafs playoff game on television, <laughs> which is like hilarious, right? Like growing up in Toronto, that would be the dream of many people to do it in Canada. And here I am finally getting to host a Leafs playoff game, but That's I'm amazing. in the United States, which is like <laughs> surreal in the way, right? It's like, Oh, yeah. I did it, but I did it in a totally different country, which is even more funny. But uh, no, it was like one of my career highlights that this whole, the last two years have been amazing. Like, honestly, I mean, mm. at GWC to the last several years, I've been full of great memories, but I have to say like the last two years have been uh, among the most fulfilling in my entire career. So yeah, it's been That's fun. That's incredible, man. Even just like the, when you when you talked about just like hit like just doing whatever you have to do, like just doing the wrong yeah. thing just to get your foot in there. Like, exactly. I, I, I remember like when when I, we got approached to do this podcast, like I said to Safira, I'm like, listen, man, like episode one, GWC's around episode <laughs> one. I'm like, you want to fork out the money? Let's go to Montreal, man. Went to Montreal, yeah, met I love camp, that. met so many people, and oh, like so good. It's it's incredible Dude. how like one simple step 
is all it takes. I, I can't tell you how many times I, I paid out of my own pocket to go to events just to meet people. That that resonates with me. That's so cool, you know? And also, one of the speaking of like diversity, uh, how cool it is that we're all like all of us from different backgrounds talking hockey on a podcast is amazing, right? Yeah. The first time I ever hosted Sports Center, Sports Center has been around for 42 years, 1979, mm-hmm. right? I think by my count, there are only three anchors ever uh of muslim faith that have hosted sports center and the first time that i host sports center i hosted it with another with the uh, the the second of the three so the first time i can honestly i'm just gonna say the first time ever sports center was hosted by two muslim anchors it was me and nabil curry who works with um with turner now and he's awesome he he got he many canadian fans (laughs) will know him from tsn Uh, he's a fantastic dude like just the fact that that occurred for my first sports center and essentially making history on an institution, right? Like everyone yeah. knows what sports center is, is it, like, that's something I will never, ever forget. Yeah. And, you know, like just the diverse backgrounds uh, that exist, uh, like you said, uh, Rahil, like, honestly, that did not exist growing up. And that's such yeah. a big inspiration for me, you know, not to talk too much about this, but like, I didn't have that growing up. There was nobody with a, a Middle Eastern uh, name, anyone from our corner of the world. Like there mm-hmm. were no names like that growing up, right? Like I, I can't think of many broadcasters or it, basically it was Muhammad Ali. Yeah. You know, like it was yeah. like how many athletes even Hakeem Olajuwon, Muhammad Ali, like maybe a handful, right? But definitely not broadcasters. So like that's mm-hmm. very important to me. And now you have a guy on SportsCenter or the NHL and ESPN who puts an umlaut on his O. Like, <laughs> would you ever yeah. think about that? You know, yeah. like when would that ever happen? Like. I would be ashamed to ask 10 years ago, but now they're the ones that brought it up in a commercial break after my first sports center. They were like, Oh, sorry, we forgot your umlaut. So we're just going to put it there. And I'm like, times have changed. And you know what? This is a positive movement. It's amazing. So yeah, it really is. And uh, I mean, you mentioned, uh, you know, back then it might've been hard uh, to, to look up to somebody who was sort of like you in this space, right? So you kind of take the charge, but from my perspective, and I know for a lot of people, I'm personally inspired by uh, people like you uh, and you specifically as well, Arda, but uh, also, you know, guys in the NHL, like, like Nazem Kadri, for example, yeah. you know, they've, uh, they've taken so many strides for, for diversity and inclusion. And, uh, you know, like me growing up, like in high school, like, uh, engaging with hockey is one of those like very awkward feelings, you know, it's like, you're not sure if you're, you yeah. belong in this space type of thing, but uh, yes. to have those people, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's awesome. It makes you feel like, you know, if you have a spot uh, in the community. And, and, and what does Nazim Kadri do with the Stanley cup over the summer? First time ever, he brings it to a mosque in his native yeah. town. Like that's amazing. Like, to, but the, but diversity it, it's growing, which is so inspiring to see like Raheel, like we now have, uh, a South Asian color commentator for Vancouver Canucks games, right? Like, how Incredible. cool is that? Like, even the fact that Hockey Night in Canada Punjabi exists yeah. is is so good. It's yeah. awesome, you know. Unheard like, of sixty years ago. <laughs> yeah, right. I, exactly. I remember. That's so awesome. Yeah, I remember. I would see it on Saturday night as like one of those channels that was like, we're just throwing it on there because we have to throw it on there. And I'd watch it, and my friends would be like, "What the heck? Like, what is this? Like, I can't watch this." And then, like, fast forward, like you know, like five years ago they're sending me like yo did you see that nick benito goal call like this right? is awesome this is the coolest right? thing ever and i'm just like it's it's crazy how far we've come but i'm just like I, i'm so happy for like this generation that they have those to look up to whereas we like 
Like for me, like growing up, like my like diversity idol, we'll call it, I guess you could say, was Manny Malhotra because he was the only like hockey figure that was like brown for me. Right. So right. I was like, everyone's like, why do you like Manny Malhotra? He's on the Canucks. I'm like, because he's, look, he's, he's me. He's, he's my culture, man. Yeah, so that's I'm amazing. Just, yeah, I'm just really happy for this generation now. Like it's it's crazy. It's crazy. And now and now Randeep Janda is the color analyst for the Vancouver Canucks, and Harnaray and Singh is doing play by play for Oilers games and, na- and yeah. national games. You know, like that's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. We 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 love it, don't we, Safir? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. And so, in line with that thinking, Arda, I'm wondering what would be sort of your um, a take home or an overall message to people who wish to be involved in hockey in whatever capacity that it may be, whether it's you know traditional playing on ice or virtual chell, uh, or perhaps a career in sports and broadcasting such as yourself. Uh, if you're passionate about it, pursue it. I mean, you'll per- you'll you'll want to do it, whether you pursue it as a, like a full time job or not. Like I did. I spent my nights and weekends doing it. There will always be something you're willing to replace in your life if you care about it as much as you say you do, right? If you care about it, you're going to find a way to integrate it into your life because you want to do it. It's in you. You want to express it. You want to be a part of it. So you're just going to find a way, mm-hmm. right? Like it's, it's just going to happen. Like how you, you two just told me a story about, hey, you know what? Let's just fork, fork out some money and go to Montreal. Like you're just going to find the time to do that no matter what else is going on in your yeah. life. So to other yeah. people watching, you're just going to want to do that because you will care. If you have that desire, my biggest t- um, piece of advice is find exactly what makes you happy. So if you want to be on camera, if you want to be a caster, if you want to be a player, if you want to be a producer, if you want to be a graphics designer, if you want to, there are plenty of ways to contribute to both scenes, whether it's hockey, whether it's uh, chell. If you want to be like Jordan at the Islanders, if you want to head up gaming, if you like managing, if you like thinking of creative ideas, whatever that idea is find people who are currently doing that job and go and ask them questions pick their brains these people are accessible trust me they're yeah especially when you are reaching out to people one on one and you're saying hey i admire you can i talk to you about with you about your career and just pick your brain here's a secret anyone who's achieved any sort of success they love talking about themselves <laughs> okay this is yeah. like a known fact right yeah. so go and reach out to them and cater to that and just say i want to learn from you and chances are if the conversation goes well they might say like i say this to a lot of people i have a lot of people i mentor i say just send me some of your clips every couple months or a few months and i'll happily send you notes and and, and tell me where you are in your career is there anything that i can help you guide like i can't help you get a job but i can i can tell you what i would have done in those situations or give you some perspective so uh-huh. that you can use that when you are making decisions because at the end of the day nobody can make those decisions but you but it's good to be informed from people who might have had a similar situation back in the day or even recently so that's what i would do and, and honestly it's never been easier to create content Let's be honest. There's several platforms. It doesn't matter. The views don't matter early in your career. You know what matters? Consistency. That's what matters. If you say you're going to do a weekly podcast, like even this podcast, like there's an audience for this podcast and they are expecting it a certain day every week, right? Like Mm -hmm. they're expecting it every week. They're expecting, you know, because they like the content and they want to continue to consume it. Same thing applies for people who are uh, uh, wanting a job in broadcasting. If you're going to create content, a podcast, a, a vlog, whatever, social media, videos, whatever, consistency is key because 
people get burnt out after a month or two and their videos don't pop off and they don't go viral and they expect to and whatever that's not that's not what matters when you're looking for jobs in broadcasting what matters is consistency getting those repetitions knowing what works knowing what doesn't learning from whatever the mistakes whatever the case may be i can't tell you how many times i would like repeat things in the mirror when i we didn't have youtube to put videos up back in the day it was called you know what it was called it was called it was called the bedroom mirror and you look at it that's what it was like this is like old school man you know that That would be my biggest piece of advice to people you know i i think that's awesome man like even just it's it's crazy how like everything you're saying is like resonating with like me just based off of this podcast like just like the whole like just 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 put yourself out there man. is this like, just is this yourself- like the is this the most non-chell chell nhl podcast you've i, I think i think so you're so far away from <laughs> this is this is episode nine is going to be called ted talk that's going to be the name or, <laughs> yeah uh, no talk, kidding talk. there we go oh my god by the way i'm terrible at the game i i, I should admit that Saf probably knows. I, I I'm horrible at chill. Like I I'm really bad. Oh, that like, that very I can help very you bad. With. That's the one yeah. thing I could definitely. <laughs> I am so bad at the game. Like it's I'm, awful. Here's I, I, here's the secret. Let me let me reveal a secret. There have been some uh, segments where Nasher and I have had to do like we're playing against each other, and I guess the the statutes and limitations have passed on this. We would have like conversations beforehand where I was like, "Can you just let me score a couple goals?" <laughs> because I'm so bad. So, like, if you ever watch those, like, Dunkin' Donuts promos we did back in the day where we're, yeah. like, preparing for a game, oh, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to beat you, Nasher. You're nothing to me. I'm going to destroy you. Secretly, I'm like, hey, bro, can you just let me score? Like, I'm not a here. Just well, pull your goalie manual. Now I know what uh, is going to have to do that for us when we do the NHL game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when you when you two have to do promos, Saf's going to have to let you a couple soft ones going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy because right when you said that, the first thing I thought of was, like, that's the perfect like that's the perfect example of like you just admitted you're not good like i'm pretty good when it comes to sixes but like 1v1 i'm terrible but like you found your way into the space and i found my way into the space and that goes to show like you don't have to be a top player to get into the space like there's tons of things you listed like content creation you know all those other things you talked about like there's there's different avenues to get into something that you really love and i think that's what people need to realize I love that you bring that up, Rahil. Um, if I may, just to share one aspect of my experience. Um, so, already, if you didn't know, I, I mean, a lot of people in the initial community you know, but uh, uh, my family came here as refugees themselves, right? So, um, having access to hockey was essentially non-existent, right? I mean, the cost is just one thing, but this this hockey is like entirely new uh, sport. But Rahil, to your point, you know. Uh, there's different ways of getting involved and like shout out to EA at the end of the day for making this video game because it is a form of access to hockey right so yep. to your point you can you can get access to, to hockey as a virtual player or you're playing in real life or you're you know you're working in sports and broadcasting so it's just amazing knowing the multitude of ways of you know uh, having access to the sport I hope we- that uh, Seth I hope that you uh, make it far enough in GWC that that story gets told. I remember we would have constant conversations about like, hey, how can we profile players, etc. Mm-hmm. I hope that that story gets told uh, on a national level. Like, I hope I see that yeah. one day that the that the uh, yeah. producers do that. That would be awesome. Yeah, you know what, and, Saf? Even if you don't make it that far, I I, I think we got. We should just do yeah. We should do a podcast you. where you talk about it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. Rahil, to your point about like not needing to be great at the game in order to achieve success in the scene look no further than no sleeves yeah 
Exactly. He's garbage at the game. Oh, he is. He's got a top 1,000 sweater. <laughs> he's, a, he's a giant dumpster fire when it comes to Chell. And look at him. He's thriving. Oh, well, this yeah. podcast is going to get a lot of traction because <laughs> our store some shots, baby. Hey, do you remember 20 minutes ago we said some nice things about it? Yeah. Everyone's like, that steak dinner's gone, Arda. You've lost it. <laughs> yeah, it's over. Sorry. What, what, what do I owe you? Nothing. <laughs> well, listen. We'll pivot a bit back to esports here because uh, you even said we're, 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 it's a TED talk right now. We got to get back to esports a little bit. Not actually. <laughs> yeah, sorry, everyone who didn't no, want a TED talk. We, we could we skip forward. We should we put like a graphic. Won't. Like if you don't like TED talks, skip ahead 20 minutes. <laughs> skip to 40 minutes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, for esports, I think, especially when it comes to NHL to go further, like it is going to be an all hands on deck kind of approach, especially with this year. You know, this is the first re like full. I know last year we had an in-person GWC, but this is the first like esports calendar year where restrictions are lifted. We're going to be able to have more in-person events and all this kind of stuff. So I wanted to ask you about, you know, you've mentioned um, sleeves. You've mentioned Grizz. Mm -hmm. Who are some other people that you think have contributed to the growth or are going to be that like that are going to help that next like exponential spike in NHL esports? So I would say Nasher is probably the most important figure of, of era one. Uh, mm -hmm. He, he, he was definitely like, he was definitely the most important on the broadcast team because he was the most knowledgeable. He's personable. He, even though he said he didn't have any broadcast experience, the way, the fact that he's a content creator and, and what he was doing, he was a credit to GWC all along the way. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, he, it was fantastic to work with him. And uh, he's always a credit to the industry, no matter what he does, uh, to esports and to, to just gaming in general. He's he's fantastic. Um, people like that, like I, I do think that uh, the scene will continue to grow. I think the pivot to teams is a very good one. I think I think one important piece is going to be the people who are champions for gaming and esports within the organizations. I think that there needs to be at least one person on every team that has a passion for it such that they will take the reins to organize and, and be creative with it too. Mm -hmm. Phase Islanders doesn't happen without Jordan. Uh, you know, fun tournaments don't happen without people caring enough to organize them and see the value in them across every team. Mm -hmm. I think those people behind the scenes are going to be very important. I think that the NHL continuing, like they have a great, uh, you know, team behind the scenes as well that is putting this all together, whether it's, um, you know, Chris Gollier, who uh, is essentially the, the grandfather of Chell, uh, of GWC at um, at the NHL. Uh, Julie Young, who does the pub PR, who, you know, the, these people have a lot on their plate already via mm -hmm. their responsibilities with the NHL. But they're also invested in growing esports and making it. Um, you know, big uh, P Peter Bettini works in, in social media. Like there's a lot of people that uh, contribute to this on a grand scale that people may not have heard their names because they're working hard behind the scenes. So at the NHL level, the fact that this is continuing to exist, I think a lot of teams are going to take that cue. And so long as it exists, they're going to want to put on their own uh, spins on gaming and esports, And that's going to be very important to me. And I think that this next era where the teams are involved, where we crown team champions and then the world champion comes into play. Uh, In-person events is going to be huge. You could feel, this is the thing, like when I look back on the uh, first several years, we really built momentum from year one to year two. From year two to year three, it felt like if the pandemic had not happened, we were ready, we were on like the precipice of something magical. Mm 
you know? And unfortunately, like, like many things, the pandemic, you know, it happened and it derailed a lot of plans and pivoting needed to happen. And listen, credit to the NHL for even putting on an event with multiple people behind the scenes, you know, with, with, with all the production staff too, that I haven't even mentioned by name. Like there's so many people that made this happen behind the scenes, whether it's uh, Battlefy or DreamHack and all the companies that, you know, uh, that have been, that the NHL had been working with. And so all the volunteers uh, and, and, and whatnot. So like, I hope that the momentum returns and it reaches heights that it has never seen before so that it can just continue to be a destination on the calendar, even if it's just the world championship for now, that that becomes a destination. Like, you know what one of my proudest moment, what pr- proudest moments were? Yeah. And it's funny because I work with uh, PK Subban now at ESPN and he's like fantastic on television. That guy's a star, right? One of the coolest things was, I think it was a few years before he joined ESPN. I believe he was still with the Predators at the time. And actually, I think he was the cover athlete that year. Mm. So the year that he was the cover athlete. Um, Is that 19? Might have been 19. 18, I think, maybe. 18, whatever it was. Yeah, it, was it was one of the years we were live. Uh, we were in Vegas. And I remember PK went on stage and did a segment about GWC. And then the NHL Awards. This was at the NHL Awards. We had a highlight pack. And I was sitting with, I remember I was sitting with Nasher and I was sitting with um, uh, the, the, our team, all of our team. And the highlights aired and Nasher and I, we could hear our voices over Chell highlights at the NHL Awards. And we looked at each other and we were like, <laughs> we're, this is a, like people are like, like, like Gary Bettman's in this room. All the GMs are in this room. All like the Connor McDavid is in this room. Like all these superstars are in this room and they're watching us do commentary on a video game. Like this is amazing. That's awesome. And it was like, this, what a surreal moment. Like, like moments like that will stick with you forever. It was like just the coolest thing. And I can't tell you, like we've had players uh, come to us and say, Hey, like I saw the GWC, like it, it, and that was the other thing is it came on like during playoff after playoff games, That's like imagine funny. the lead in the hockey fans that are now sticking around to watch GWC. It was like, I can't tell you how many players have come up to me and said, Hey, like that was a lot of fun. That was pretty cool to watch. So like, yeah. if you don't think that NHL players or people in the NHL uh, and that cat, are <laughs> GWC, you're mistaken. I saw him out of the corner of my eye and I was like, we, we can't throw on the podcast, but I was like, Oh God, he, he's just excited to meet you, Arda. That's all it is. <laughs> Hello. His name's what, uh, his what? name's his name's Vader. Vader, nice. Yeah, Very appropriate. Very yeah. appropriate. But um, it's funny you mentioned PK Subban. Um, I absolutely, you know, being a Montreal Canadiens fan, absolutely oh, love yeah. him. Um, he was amazing. Um, he, I, I still, I, I wasn't able to screenshot back in the day in like 2012. I'm 99 percent sure he followed me on Twitter for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> because I Just remember five freaking minutes. five minutes because I remember freaking out at home and I'm like clicking on the icon constantly and I'm like I see the check mark why can't I screenshot that I couldn't screenshot I don't know what it was but like even just so someone do you like think that. he do you think he followed you for five minutes and then he looked at your feed and he was like nah this isn't for me and then he unfollowed you, <laughs> I, think, you think happened, I think he saw me tweeting about it it was like <laughs> i'm gonna make this kid's day for five minutes i oh, that's, that's a nicer approach so yeah, I'm yeah go fair. Let's, let's go with that let's yeah. go with that it was probably the latter though if we're being yeah honest. no no, no. Yeah. we'll go with your story it's much better Right, oh, just send him that video you did of uh, your reaction of the Leafs collapse against the Halves with Steve Dangle. Oh, <laughs> that that is, oh you did something with Steve? 
So I didn't do anything with Steve. What happened? We'll, we'll talk about it here for a minute. So okay. I was uh, during the Habs run in 2020. I think yeah. it was 2020. Yeah. <laughs> I um I was live streaming on Twitch, like doing watch parties. So I was like reacting, talking with people. The one big downside was you can't show the game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. So what happened? Did Steve showed this? No, 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 no. So Steve was doing a watch along on YouTube for game six. Yes. I was doing it on Twitch for game six when Jesperi Kakanyemi scored the overtime winner. Uh huh. And someone stitched Steve's reaction and my reaction together. Oh, yeah. And I, I think I remember this. I pinned the tweet because I'm like, this is amazing. And he, he's reacted to it. He followed me because of it. And he's just I like, I love it. This, this is amazing. <laughs> so here, here's the behind the scenes GWC thing. I tried hard to get him involved in GWC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the timing didn't work. And actually, it might have been 2020 because he was doing those. Um, he watch was doing those watch a Leafs game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think. And actually, that series went seven, right? So yeah. if that series had not gone seven games, I think it was around that time that Maybe, we were yeah. actually doing GWC events. Mm. So if that series had not gone seven games, then Steve Dangle would have been a part of GWC that year, I believe. Yeah, I, I definitely know that that is the case. I don't know if it was that exact series, but yeah. the timing does align in one series such that, or one uh, series of games, and it was probably that one. Mm. So. You can blame the Montreal for, for all you Steve Dangle fans. You can blame another reason to blame the Montreal Canadiens was the fact that Steve Dangle did not join GWC that year because of the Montreal Canadiens. Sorry, Sorry guys. About the Habs. Yeah. Always ruining our mood. Unbelievable. Right? <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Safir's got one more question for you. But before we jump to that, Connor, who's our producer in the chat, just said Arda has to pull some strings to get PK to follow Rahel again. Forget the follow. I would love to just sit, like, like see his face and just like look at him and ask him about it. I just want to be like, did you follow some random Twitter well, account? One day, one day, if he's in studio, I'll just be like, hey, man, do you remember Rahel? He'll be like, no. And I'll be like, I'll send it to you. <laughs> who, I'll send guy? it to you. And you, I'll be like, here's your answer, bud. That's perfect. I'll just be like, hey, PK Superman's heard my name. I can, I'm, I'm content. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um, yeah, so our, our last question here is uh, uh, touching up on the diversity aspect uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we talk uh, uh, a lot about access and barriers. Uh, obviously, we're still working on, like, you know, providing an inclusive space when it comes to, like, discrimination and stuff like that. So what mm-hmm. what kind of advice would you give to to young people who are first sort of delving into the space and who are trying to navigate, you know, uh, a place that uh, sometimes they might feel like, uh, you know, they're, uh, they face discrimination or racism or, or whatever it may be, uh, but yeah kind of a broad question in that yeah sense. no no absolutely I, I i mean i struggle with this very much throughout my career um i will i will say that i've never felt more comfortable uh that might come with experience that might come with years mm-hmm. uh that might just come with you know what i have a family now and i just maybe don't maybe some of that stuff just washes off my back now or i don't pay attention to it or mm-hmm. it doesn't you know maybe building a thicker skin whatever it is uh it it, it you know unfortunately uh, there are bad actors out there. Um, our goal is to try and eliminate those people as much as possible and make as inclusive of a space for all walks of life, yeah. all genders, all backgrounds, all faiths, all orientations, whatever the case may be. Hockey should be for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. It really should be. Yeah. And quite honestly, it's um, 
I will say that like there was once upon a time, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago where I even considered changing my name. I thought that Arda was too ethnic of a name. Right. And I thought, you know what, maybe if I change it to Adam, I'll get more auditions uh, starting out in my career or maybe uh, networks will call me and actually give me a chance, you know? So, but now I'm like, no, not only am I not going to change my name, I'm putting the umlaut on my O, you know what I mean? Like I that's that. a part of my identity. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's to me, there, there's more consideration you know uh which is which is great to see i think passion shines through if you love hockey if you care about hockey uh there will be a place for you you just have to find it i think on like for, for people who are coming into the industry i think it, it's it's a, it's a game of patience like sometimes your dream doesn't come true as quickly as you want it to and whatever life gets in the way or whatever happens and unfortunately you just don't like the passion dwindles or, uh, you know, it's not happening as quickly as you want it to. And other things, you know, bills or a family or whatever the case may be, uh, there's just outside factors that prevent you from wanting to continue to chase it. You know, you might have to alter your path. It's not a linear path. It's not like from here and it doesn't go like this. You know what I mean? Like mine certainly was like this, like, mm -hmm. honestly, uh, and uh, that's the way it's getting. It's a roller coaster ride. Uh, at the end of the day, it's a marathon roller coaster ride. Ups and downs, and you have to be able to manage them. You know, when you're at the top, stay humble. When you're at the bottom, stay hopeful. Like that's really the way that it is. And uh, as it pertains to diversity, um, be a champion. Uh, kindness goes a long way. Uh, be good to everyone. Uh, there's no need or reason to be to to spew any sort of hate. Like I think, like the the, the funny thing is, like to say it, it seems logical, right? Like, yeah. it just seems like it doesn't need to be said, but it does need to be said because yeah. it's still happening. Like, yeah. how does, how does, like, uh, how do, how do people, like, how, how do we keep hearing stories of racism happening on the ice? How do we keep hearing stories of um, people being, uh, people, players hearing racial slurs in the stands or getting DMs uh, that are xenophobic during yeah. the playoffs? Like, yeah. how does this keep happening? It's, it's just, unfortunately, it, it Unfortunately, there will be bad actors out there, but it's on us to be on the positive side and to be welcoming of all people who want to be a part of hockey because hockey is a wonderful thing. It's it's definitely my favorite sport. I'm I'm, I'm assuming it's our favorite sport. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We love it. We love we love uh, talking about it. We love working in it. We love being around people who also love hockey. And mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what they look like or what their background is or what they might enjoy or like or whatever orientation they have we are human beings that love hockey and we should celebrate that and that's why having conversations like the one we just had for the last hour are fantastic because yeah we're just like-minded people that enjoy exactly. hockey and in fact a subset of that we enjoy hockey video games you know yeah. like that's so cool like we the that fact is. that we can even find us in a way is is a, is a miracle you know so yeah that's what I would say. Don't ever lose the passion. There are great people in this scene. Find those people. Work with those people. And you belong. You belong. You want to be here? You belong. <laughs> I, I absolutely it. love that. And I, I think the big thing, too, is, like, we have to be bigger than the hate that we see and the hate that comes across. Is we actually, you know, uh, there's so many times where I, in the past, have stooped down to other people's level. You know what? And, like, that's... You got to be better than that. You got to be bigger than that. And yeah. the reason why, too, is like, you know, we're all passionate about hockey. I think it's safe for us to all say hockey is not the biggest sport. I would love for it to be one of the biggest sports where like where I'm talking to my European friends and they're not they're like, huh? 
what's what's going on? I'd love for it to get there. And for it to get there, we have to be inclusive of whoever is interested in hockey. Like, hey, man, like, if you like hockey, I don't care. Like, I'm just going to be – unless you're a Leafs fan. Then that's why <laughs> well, I'm the only one. Shots fired once no, again. I, I, I live in the GTA. I can't say that. I have, like, no friends. <laughs> but, um, like, as, as long as, like, like just let's just all enjoy the love of hockey and share our love of hockey together. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you need one other thing to unite us all, it's the fact that No Sleeves is terrible at Chell and he's a horrible commentator and nobody likes him in the scene and his merchandise is terrible <laughs> and he doesn't know how to stream and he, like, should I go on or like, I don't know. Seth, what do you have to say about Sleeves? Well, I was going to say he's got a top 1,000 <laughs> sweater as a top 1,000 versus Top 1,000, people, okay? <laughs> top 1,000, not gonna... top 10, not top 100. <laughs> you have to, like, I am number 987. He can probably list a thousand reasons for why, you know. <laughs> I don't think I can wear that sweater, guys. I'm going to be blunt. I don't even think I can buy it. I don't even think I'll I'm be, top of that. I, shamefully, I did buy one. I wore it on SportsCenter oh. Snapchat once. Yeah, I, oh, know. I remember it, that. I saw as, it. As, as yeah. disgusting. I, my, 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 my skin was burning. I had like third-degree burns afterwards. I had to like take a long shower after I wore his hoodie. You're <laughs> just thinking about the steak dinner down the road. It better be two at this point. Are you kidding me? <laughs> the amount of airtime we've given. <laughs> no sleeves, oh, you've man, got seriously. a lot to work on with Arda. Get it together. <laughs> but, Get it um, together, man. <laughs> um, yeah, so any any final thoughts, Safir, Arda? Just, you know, anything we want to kind of say to wrap things up? Well, just my final thoughts is that um, I, I really love the, the overall message you sent out today, Arda. Definitely well received with us, and I'm sure it's going to be well received by the people watching. And uh, the big thing, obviously, I'm also getting is that, you know, at the end of the day, a few bad apples, but there's tons of great people in hockey, you know, and there's always, if you want to be involved, there's a space for you. And it's just, I love that message. So thank you. Yeah. Yes. And I, and I promise to everybody, thanks for uh, watching this episode listening to this episode i think this is the first time i've ever done anything with the hockey news also oh wow grew up loving the hockey news you know read the magazine big fan this might be my first ever time doing something with the hockey news which is totally cool i promise all of you that on episode 100 uh, we will keep it strictly to chell okay it'll be an all chell hour of just chell nothing else okay so get your questions in early uh 80 89 weeks or 81 weeks early <laughs> uh, for episode 100 and uh, we'll save them for what a uh, i don't know a few months and then uh we will uh reconvene for episode 100. <laughs> i'm absolutely looking forward to it man i'm looking forward to episode 100 already <laughs> i love it this is ridiculous i love yeah. it this but has been listen, fun you guys are great no uh, honestly arda you have been awesome man like on behalf of me and Safir, like thank you for doing this i i know you said you anytime. know you wanted to come on but like yeah, yeah, anytime, this is honestly. this is i'm gonna be honest with you like i have moments where i i'm like pinching myself and i'm like damn like when i was a kid i never thought i'd be able to do stuff like this and talk That's to amazing. people like this and this is definitely one of those moments so thank you very much for just all yeah. your insight all just being yeah. with us man I will say this. So episode 100, I actually will come on, but also I will happily fill in when Sleeves bails on you. So oh. when that happens, when he all of a sudden <laughs> bails on the podcast, I will fill in. 
Okay. That is awesome. So keep that in your back pocket also. Sleeves, you've been warned you can't bail now. Otherwise, I'm gonna, I'm, it's going to be the anti-sleeves episode. That's all oh, it. Oh, I'm going to have no out. sleeves also. I'm drinking coffee. Let's go Sharks. Eric Carlson's being traded. Let's go. Like We'll just have like a whole like Sharks podcast. Oh, man. That would be – oh, man. I'm looking forward to that episode now too. Oh. Um, but yeah, Thanks, Arda, guys. once again, man, thank you so much. It Honestly, was a pleasure. Thank you. And for all of you that have watched and listened to this episode, we thank you as well. Have yourselves a wonderful night, and thank you for listening.